0: Okay, welcome back, guys, to another episode of Anxious and Thriving. I am your host, Casey, and today we are joined by my best friends, Dara and Molly. Welcome, you guys.
1: Hello. Hi.
0: Welcome to Zoom, which I'm sure you've been on all throughout quarantine, which we all hate at this point, but now we're back. We're still using it. Yeah, for all the listeners that don't know, we all met at Ithaca College our freshman year. We were neighbors.
1: We were neighbors. <laughs> we were neighbors, <laughs> and then I absconded. Then you <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if like
0: I found it so funny that I kind of only knew you guys, and then like Shay,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Holly, and then the other side.
2: We like <laughs> we the never other side of the bathrooms. <laughs> Anytime one of them came into the bathroom when I was there, I would run out. I just I know i was like it's too late into the year to like meet these that's people right. i should know who they are yeah
1: that's on social anxiety literally
0: oh my god it was bad i'll like try to give a visual but like lit- there was um there's the building on this was every floor like based on gender
2: in that building yeah okay and like so there were like six rooms but there was like a bathroom in the middle right yeah yeah separating
1: us yeah uh should we should we give the listeners some context about who we are yeah please
0: introduce yourselves because i
1: feel i feel like a rando at the party so (laughs) let me introduce myself um uh so i'm dara um i am 24 i'm i was at ithaca for bfa acting and then i left (laughs) <laughs> uh, and uh, uh and um uh i am from new york and i am living here with my folks right now um and uh my favorite flavor of ben and jerry's ice cream is dish food molly <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> wow
1: okay well i'm molly i
2: lived with dara freshman year and next door to caitlin um and i stayed at ithaca and then stayed in Ithaca. Um, So I still live here, I'm 25. Um, I work as a youth counselor with um, kids and teens and some adults experiencing dating or sexual violence. And I love it and it's very stressful. And my favorite flavor of Ben & Jerry's is um, cookies and, no, cookies and milk. Milk milk and cookies, yeah. Milk and cookies, that one. I don't even know what it's called oh man (laughs) yeah I hate
0: I hate icebreakers but thank you for doing that
1: (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) they're the
0: absolute worst
1: (laughs) my favorite one actually is um my friend does would you rather have have a dragon or be a dragon oh that's my favorite icebreaker question and I I always use it because I think it's great that is a really good one I think I would want to
2: have a dragon yes me too yeah
1: yeah but, like, the
2: dragon life could be
1: pretty exciting, too. So. Mm. Yeah. But, like, then you would be, like, you would, all, like, be able to go into a store, but also, like, be able to ride on a dragon's back. you know? Mm. Just park it outside. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Tie it to the curb. <laughs> yeah.
1: Where the bikes <laughs> the, are. The
2: yeah. <laughs> you know what song came up on my Spotify this morning, Caitlin? What? church church, church? (laughs) and i and caitlin used to make the best facial expressions and like act out like miming i don't know to this song and i literally was like it's fate like of course we're recording this today oh
0: the main topic of this episode
2: Mm -hmm. and we're getting into it
0: is yeah just friendships how they evolve how you make new ones, depending on you know your education, if you're going somewhere, your job, if you meet your friends there, um, and just like your overall path of life, losing friends, making friends, and I think uh, with quarantine, we're all very lonely. At least I could say for myself, I've been I've been surprisingly okay throughout COVID. I don't know how. <laughs> but, Congratulations!
2: Seems but I mean,
0: I mean, just like. Um, Like, friends-wise, I'm, like, pretty okay at not being, like, surrounded by people. I was living at home, um, so when COVID started, March through, I moved out in November. Yeah. And I was, like, surprisingly okay because, like, my whole depression and anxiety thing happened in 2019, and then towards the end of 2019 is when i started to really do good so i was in a good mm-hmm. place mentally for it right um but now it's weird that i'm finally starting to feel like the loneliness of everything cuz i think i've come to a point where i'm okay with like myself but in terms of like being with people it's a mix of like one i live with my roommate um sometimes sometimes he's not here he hasn't been here for a week um so i don't know where he is he doesn't text me it's fine we're good
2: um
0: no he's really cool but he just like is not a good texter (laughs) (laughs) um but like a lot of people are working their whole lives have been just like work Mm -hmm. which sucks during covid because you can't do anything else um but i feel like i'm also just at like a different point i don't know about mentally or just like where my life path is between like my friends that i have here and just like i don't know some of my friends overall it feels like there's a slight shift um so i think i'm feeling lonely because of that but also just because covid has been going on for so freaking long that like now i'm finally feeling lonely
1: Hmm. totally i think that's yeah so valid perfectly acceptable
2: I feel you about the shitty 2019 setting you up to feel like 2020 wasn't too bad (laughs) because I definitely (laughs) had a similar experience. Really? Mm. Oh my God. 2019 was the worst year of my life for sure. Um, And then in comparison, you know, the world was terrible in 2020, but Mm -hmm. my life felt so much better, um, even though, you know, pandemic was going on and- Quarantining and working from home and everything um, and life stressors still happened, but I think like because my mental health was so much better, I was mm. like, oh, this is comparatively great. Right. I'm
1: feeling well.
2: Right. Um, yeah. And I think that for a lot of people, like whatever feelings are going on that would happen normally have just been kind of amplified yeah. because you don't have the space to really distract yourself from them. Um mm. And you don't have the normal things that would help you cope, like social support or going, being able to really go places and do things. Um, So I think you're definitely not alone in that for sure.
1: Yeah. And and I mean, like you said, you were living with your parents for a lot of it. I know that like living with my parents during COVID, there was a lot of like, oh, I want to keep them safe, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, I don't not not only am i like not trying to be that dickhead who like you know goes out during covid not that i go out during normal time (laughs) you know really goes out during covid like Mm. but also like i was really afraid of bringing it home because like i am pretty low risk all things considered but like my parents are you know i have older parents they're in their 60s you know i like the fear of bringing that home to them was like a very real experience Mm -hmm. for sure I don't know if you felt that way Caitlin
0: yeah no same for me and it was it was weird how COVID started because it was like wear masks okay wait wait, don't wear masks maybe you don't need them okay but actually you do so there was like a there's kind of like a this up and down kind of thing going on so at first I didn't really know how like strict to be I also didn't really I only had um like two friends that were in my hometown at the time Mm -hmm. so we didn't really hang out anyway I didn't really see people anyway like you said even before COVID like I didn't really do anything um (laughs) But no, yeah, both my parents are um, upper fifties now, in their sixties, so it became more of an more of an issue just to make sure, yeah, I didn't bring anything home. We also had my grandma move in with us. Oh Ooh, my boy. god that that was rough. Like again, mentally I was okay, but um, work was stressful, and then uh, my grandma being here was stressful, so she has dementia oh and like switching up someone's life and environment who yeah. has dementia like that seriously affects them mm-hmm. and so we like made her a room in our uh in our family room downstairs on the first level and we put in these doors and she brought her cat oh my god that freaking cat is literally the devil um <laughs> but like that was like her support animal so obviously Aww. she came but like it was a struggle every day. She's also really not good with technology. She's still living back in like the 1900s, whatever. Like even a clicker, like a remote for a TV, she doesn't know how to use it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I love
1: that you call it a clicker because my 8 year old grandparents call it a clicker. Really?
0: <laughs> I had to, I had to also say remote afterwards in case people didn't know. <laughs> but so yeah, whenever I was with her, it was tough. I also was working from home at this point. Um, our business opened back up in like June or July, but before then, uh, ever since March, when the when COVID started, I was working from home, and so I would be upstairs in my room, and then when I would like come down for like lunch or whatever, my grandma didn't understand that people can use computers to do their work from home, and because she has dementia, literally every day coming downstairs. She'd be like, "So, what are you up to today?" And be like, "I'm working upstairs." She's like, "You're working upstairs? How?" And I'm like, "Ah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man,
0: yeah." And um, it, yeah. What, well, I was
1: actually, I was actually gonna, um, uh, go off of something that you said that you only had a couple of friends in your yeah. hometown. I think that's like, it's I think something that's really um, important to talk about is like quality versus quantity mm, with friends, yeah. Um. And like, uh, you know, I think that like you're fed this narrative, especially as like a middle schooler, that like the more friends you have, the more happy you are. Mm. Um, uh, and then like as you get older, I think there's there's a certain amount of like, well, like uh, like one or two really close friends can sort of like do that. Um, Not to say that, like, you shouldn't have acquaintances and people that you can, like, go out with or whatever, but, like, you don't need to have, like, a hundred million best friends in order to, like, be happy with Mm. friendship. Um, Yeah. Like, I don't know if those friends from high school are, like, people that you really connect to or, like, really help you get, get through stuff.
0: Yeah, those two friends, um, I was friends with in high school and then we like didn't, well, one of them actually is my roommate and I didn't know him really at all in high school, but he was friends Mm -hmm. with my other friend, um, that I did talk to in high school. Um, and we didn't really hang out all throughout college. So I hadn't really seen either of them and since like high school graduation. Um, but, uh, we both like doing the same things. Like they like playing video games and board games and like going out to Dairy Queen or whatever, like the basic stuff. Um, and I have an I don't know if it's an issue or a good thing, um, but I can kind of like get along with uh, different kinds of people. So I can say that like my close friends are a certain way, but do I really connect with them is the other question. I think I'm starting to like, Ask that question to myself: of like, who do I really connect with? Who do I value spending time with? Who actually like makes me feel better? And who am I just like giving my time to that's not really helping me? Because I've always been there for like my friends, but in terms of like, if I ask them to hang out, it's usually they're not. So my my um my two friends that I was hanging out with though during COVID they were really good um. So that was fine. But yeah, the quality over quantity thing is like, is huge. I thought that a lot in college because everyone says like, you make your lifelong friends in college and like everyone would be forming these like big groups and everything. And I had like a, a big group. I don't know if you could say that in freshman year, because that's when everyone meets each other. But after that, it slowly started to dwindle, and part of that was an issue with uh, my relationship, because it was yeah. one-sided, and I only hung out with his friends, and so, like, I I disconnected with a lot of those people, and then towards the end, it was, like, I mean, Daryl wasn't there anymore, but I still considered you a friend. Molly, I still considered you a friend, even though we weren't hanging out all the time. Yeah. But, like, maybe, like my roommates, so which now live in New York city and I don't really talk to them all the time because they're busy. And that's also another thing is like, you don't have to text me all the time. (laughs) Like if we're friends, I still consider me and another person to be close, even if we don't text because texting for me is like a huge thing. Now I'm not very good at it. I feel like it takes a lot of energy out of me, especially when I've been like looking at my computer all day at work. And then I come home, it's like, I'll text you if it's something important
2: but otherwise like I don't really feel like it. (laughs) I totally feel you. It does feel like more effortful than it used to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things do. Yeah. 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 I feel like one of my regrets from college is that like I didn't spend more time with you or like
1: stay stay with
2: you because I think I think that like the relationship definitely like played a part of it that you know like we just were like around different people and that kind of thing. Mm. But I think that I was so, I mean, I had basically a different group of friends every year of college. Mm. So freshman year, I, the first semester was only friends with Dara and didn't really talk to anybody else and was like terrified of the rest of college because I was like, I'm not, I don't have any friends. Um, And then sophomore year I was an RA And I was friends with other RAs um, because Mm. it was hard to be friends with people who weren't because it was a very different college experience. And then my junior year, um, I was mostly friends with like student organization people. And then my senior year, it was kind of like a culmination of some of all those people, but then people that I had only met the year before that I moved in with that I became really close to. So it was kind of funny how like every year I just kind of like morphed and like moved into a different group or whatever mm. but I didn't have like a core group that that narrative of what college is supposed to look like kind of tells us of like you meet people like probably in your building like I think second semester of freshman year we were that was kind of when we became friends mm-hmm. um, but you know like that group didn't you know go through the years necessarily I think for some All people right definitely not for me um and it's just interesting how like I don't know like I kind of morphed myself and I think that like the idea that college is supposed to be the best four years of your life is utter nonsense mm. to me because yep. like for me it was four of like the hardest years of my life like mentally mm. I think senior year was pretty good but I I mean even then like things were pretty tough and it makes sense that like you're growing and changing so you become friends with different people but then there are people that are special that you remain close to over the years and it's you know I think Dara is like the only person that I really stayed super connected
1: to Mm
2: -hmm. here other than you so
1: yeah I would say like I like we've we've said this before this is not like a new but like I like I feel very lucky to have found Molly and to like have have been roommates with Molly and like Mm. um uh we like it was very spur of the moment us becoming roommates like we were roommates before we were friends like we sort of like we met through a like mutual acquaintance and then sort of like the next day yeah sort of like the next day we were like want to live together (laughs) um and uh and like i can't like i can't even begin to like it would take much much longer than the time we have to like to to lay out all of the ways in which molly has like permanently Mm. altered my life and like for, for the positive, like, I, (laughs) I like, I, like, I was really, you know, like, I think that loneliness that we talk about, like, it hasn't just been this last year, like, I think most people experience loneliness from the time that they understand what the word means to, like, infinity and beyond, and, like, um, uh, I was, like, a pretty lonely middle schooler and, like, a mm. pretty, like, I wouldn't say super lonely high schooler, but, you know, like, I think I was, like, an artist, bit of an outlier, um, and, like, all I, all I wanted my whole childhood was, like, a best friend. And you, like, mm. search out those people. You're, like, who's my best friend? Like, this person's my best friend now, and, like, I think what you said about how you, you're, you people please, and you are there for people when they're, when they might not be there for you in return. I Mm. think like when I think about Molly and our relationship and like, I, I think about someone who's like really been there for me and someone who like, I would drop everything to be there for. And like, I know that without us having to like reaffirm that every day, Mm. you know, like, yeah. I know that like if we didn't speak for a month which like wouldn't happen but like if we didn't speak for a month and then like Molly called me and was like I have an emergency situation like I like I would move heaven and earth you know like that's mm-hmm. that's what like a that's what a best friend is and does and I also think that like best friendship sort of seems sort of like we've also talked about this but like kind of like trivial like, like
2: juvenile yeah mm. like
1: i think like in our society and culture we like really value romantic relationships as like the what we're all searching for like yeah. we're all searching for this like great love um but i think like I, like i was thinking about it um the other you know, during quarantine, because, like, what the fuck else do you have to do? I, sorry, are we allowed to swear? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Totally. <laughs> After I've just, like, dropped 20 F-bombs. <laughs> like, uh, like, um, <laughs> like uh, you know, I was thinking about, like, you know, would I be, you know, am I okay with, like, just, you know, if it's, like, just me and Molly, then, like, you know, I don't, like, i never find like a romantic partner and i was like yeah that would be fine mm. and i think like i think like i really hope the landscape is changing to like include you know best friends soulmates for like lack of a better for better terminology because like it's pretty good it's like a pretty good deal you know
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah 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 I feel like I didn't I still have very limited dating experience and like I I don't know I think that I'm really bad at casual dating Mm. so I just am always thinking about things like 12 steps ahead sort of and I'm like well where is this gonna go like I don't know where I'm gonna be in life so I have a hard time dating I feel like at this point in my life especially and at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if I never find anybody like Dara and I can just like get some goats and some land and my dog and I don't know. Yeah. Live it up and it'll be fine. And like society tells us that that's so wrong. Mm. Well, I mean, first of all, like, because we live in like a heteronormative patriarchy, whatever. Society tells us like, we need a man. Mm -hmm. Hell no. Like, Mm not no
1: um if the two of us could get through Roland in freshman year together <laughs> we literally don't need no man
2: <laughs>
0: Roland Roland was our res hall,
1: by the way people don't
2: know yeah. yeah so yeah I definitely all of what Dara said um and yeah I feel comfort knowing that like and I think that that's true in different parts of my life Like, I have people, I have, you know, one or two people from, like, high school or from college who, similar to Dara, I feel like I'm, like, you know, if I end up living with them in my 80s, like, that's a happy retirement to me, like, (laughs) um, yeah, and I think we definitely need to do more work in our society to, like, value other relationships, um, because it's so important it's also so important because like when a romantic relationship ends like who else do you have in your life and I think like women especially become so isolated from their other relationships because we're told to only value and like told to really center men in our lives and those yeah. relationships
1: or even partners so. period hmm? mm-hmm. or even partners like romantic partners period
2: yeah, yeah for sure
0: yeah society needs to change how friendships and partnerships are viewed but also just like independence Mm -hmm. like that's huge like I did not I didn't put myself first in my relationship but I also don't think I put myself first in my friendships yeah so like valuing ourselves as individuals and then trying to you know find a a partnership or a friendship that is equal in the effort and all that stuff is like I said especially for me some things feel one-sided and I think I, I do have like two or three maybe two maybe one I don't know friends that I do feel like connected with and I do think they like would be there for me and any sort of aspect whenever I needed them but I don't know if that connection is like 100% there because of how it started of like me just like being there for everybody and being just kind of like a center of just okay just use me as your your friend I used to be like in high school especially like the funny friend And, like, I've seen on TikTok some people talking about that and how much, like, pressure there is on on those kinds of people. And I don't know if this makes sense, but, like, to always be that, like, entertainer. Oh, yeah. And that was me for a really long time. And I still notice it with a couple people. Like, if I'm more, like, chill and relaxed, they think something's wrong. And I'm like, oh okay so that kind of makes me like think that like the friendship is kind of going somewhere else just because maybe they don't understand me as a whole person they have this idea of me and maybe same for me and them and me and their view my viewpoint on them I don't know but
1: yeah totally
2: it's that ability to just be and
1: just
2: Mm. you know have all different types of emotions and take up that emotional space in a relationship and just be able to breathe and be yourself. I think the true test of a relationship is like can you hang out and not do anything mm. you know, and just be um because otherwise it's pretty exhausting to constantly like having this act on or like being on all the time
0: yeah and I will say too because of this like whatever is going on with me in certain certain friendships and I don't want to make assumptions because I don't know what's going on in their life like there could be this like shift because they're going through something mentally and I think they might be um I mean everybody is it's COVID and it's been an insane year um but like for me in 2019 that was like an individual journey and i had to realize some stuff on my own and i had to go through a lot of shit yeah and i think everybody needs to do that um, so that they can rely on themselves after all that they know that they can always like i don't know what the word is but they're confident in themselves they went through all of that they went through a hard time knowing that they pulled themselves out of it um so i think that it's, it's important for people slash my friends if they're going through that to have this like individual journey and again like we're not gonna have the same friends since like high school or middle school like things are gonna change and I think there's that like I'm holding on to that idea of like I've had these friends for so long that like if I lose them then I'm not gonna have anything I don't know like how to make new friends I don't I don't know what kind of friends I'm going to be close with I don't know what they're going to be like I don't know what their interests are going to be like I I just have this idea and picture of like what my friendships have been and what the people have been like that I that I don't know like what's to come and what I actually like deserve
1: yeah totally and I think I and something that Molly has taught me is like you know thinking in like a black and white way about relationships is like not always the most helpful and how like um you know relationships shift and change over time and like maybe someone who was your best friend two years ago like doesn't fill that peg anymore but like doesn't mean that you have to completely Mm. excise them from your life right like like friendship sort of ebb and flow and how like you know sometimes you're really close to that person and sometimes you're not super close to that person. Maybe you like have different life experiences, but like that doesn't shut the door for like later down the line, mm. you know, be once again becoming really close to that person again. Um, and how like, I think Molly and my relationship through college, like we were very, very close freshman year and I was going through a lot of mental health problems freshman year, um, like developing some Pretty upsetting, depression and anxiety, mm. and um, and like living in a room with another person, which I'd never done. We're both only children, and like, mm. uh, had never had children, like, never had siblings, had never had children. <laughs> God, never had um, uh, and so like that was also an experience for me. I know that like, it taught me that like, you know, I could can live with someone, but I probably like need my own mm. space um and uh and and like as as college went on we always stayed in touch we were always 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 mm-hmm. I mean I there there might have been like a couple of months where we didn't talk but again that's that ebb and flow how like you know I didn't think that she was like mad at me or like right upset like we just we had vastly different lives after I left Ithaca and like sometimes we needed to like tend to those lives um mm. but like the roots of our friendship were strong enough that you could just sort of like leave it leave it be for a while um i know that like you know it gets it gets hard when you're like away from a friend um and like you're going through something or like they're going through something and you feel like you can't really like be there for them i think like that's really a challenge yeah um uh and I, I i'll also say that like um uh you were talking about um uh oh uh how you like have uh like you want to prioritize yourself in a friendship like like me like me first you mm-hmm. know like i like and I, I totally think like emotionally taking up space in a friendship is like yes um, but I also think that, like, the goal is, like, a place where, like, both things can happen. You know, mm-hmm. like, that person can take up some space one day and, like, the next day I can take up some space and, like. Yeah, balance. Right, exactly. Um, and I think, like, learning how to do both is, like, is, is the key and, like, also requires, like, a great amount of trust, especially for people with anxiety, um Mm. you know like I'm anxious that this person is going to think that I am taking up too much space or like I'm anxious that this person is going to think less of me because of something I'm saying or um like I like they don't want to hear about this this is like not interesting to them but like finding those people who are like you know will sit and listen to you waffle is like pretty Mm. fucking important
0: so Um, many times I've like heard myself saying this sentence and I really have to stop is like when you're interested in something you're telling someone about it but you start the sentence off with like well I don't know if you like this but like so this happened or like Mm -hmm. I did this it's like oh like I, I say that so many times in some of my friendships but yeah finding that balance that's huge and and I think it is important that we prioritize friendships and learning how to find the right people and learning about yourself before the romantic relationships (laughs) because that's what's gonna I mean if you're if you want to eventually be in a romantic relationship like the experience you have with your friends and going through all that is going to teach you like what you want what you deserve how to be in a committal two person or more relationship like I didn't I didn't have that before my relationship and I suffered in the relationship like you said we always women put the man first so dumb um <laughs> but like those friends that I was like really really close with the freshman year I still feel like a soul bond with them I feel like there's like certain people and probably Darren Molly you guys feel this with each other there's like some people that there's just like that soul bond you feel with somebody and oh, even yeah. if you're like not close to them now like for me and the friends that I I disconnected with I lost some of them because of my relationship but like even now like I still feel like I really vibe with them I really connect with them so it's like it's like what you said sometimes there's there's breaks in relationships breaks in friendships but like if it's if if you're meant to be friends with that person you'll come back to them and all this stuff but there's always there's always growing periods you're gonna lose friends you're gonna make new friends it's
2: right
0: it's a journey for sure
2: it is and I think that if that connection is there like it will always be there um and I have full faith that like you will find your circle and like find ways to connect with maybe like people from that time in your life or like people down the road, because, um, you know, I think like there's this sense of anxiety of like, you know, we need to form close bonds right away with people. And it takes time. I think that especially if you're somebody who went to like the same, you know, like school system or that sort of thing, like I know Dara had a little bit of a different experience because she was in New York City. But for me, the people that I was in kindergarten with were the people that I graduated from high school with. And I think that because of that, the friendships that I had going into college, I was like, oh, like I'm going to meet people and like have to make that sort of connection right away. And the truth hmm. is that it takes time. And I think a lot of it is like that connection grows through developing. What goes through? Together. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah always makes fun of me because I have this poster on my wall that says grow through what you go through and it's totally cheesy. Uh-huh. And I, It's great. It, it's great. Love-
1: it's great but it's also like pin it's it is the the epitome of pinterest and uh oh yeah live laugh love (laughs) at least it doesn't say that
0: yeah 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 thank god yeah
1: um yeah I i and i i think that like um uh yeah my experience was totally different but i i think that like um you know, I, I had and still have someone who I consider to be like a very close, close, close friend who like really is more of like a sibling for me now from high school. Um, like we we are like family, like there's no way we're ever not gonna be in each other's lives. Um, uh, Molly and I just like have a different, I think like a, a different kind of um, relationship uh because like like and and i'm sure the people who are listening to this will like pick up on this but molly is just like one of the kindest yeah people hello like, you oh, are like she she's just like an excellent excellent listener and also like yeah. just a incredibly selfless and kind person and like um uh like that i i needed that like badly I was like the little plant who like needed that um uh and I I also will say like because of my experiences like Molly was definitely the first person in our relationship to be like you're my best friend and I love you and like I support you and I I was still like it like I was still like what (laughs) uh thank you like i I had yeah wow that's so nice of you like i um because like i had never like um molly had like a lot more faith and trust in our bond Mm. earlier than i did um i like didn't understand what was going on i was like this it can't possibly be this good Mm. like something is something is a foul here Mm -hmm. and like i'm gonna find it out when I do that's some Mm, fun anxiety
2: you were experiencing
1: oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah some great (laughs) great fun anxiety um uh and I think that's also like true too like uh we we push away people who maybe Mm. could uh make our lives better because of anxiety because of maybe like societal shit heteronormativity whatever nonsense society (laughs) has placed on us take your pick um and i think that like i i think you know sabotage self-sabotage isn't gonna like go away but um it was nice that uh that molly did was like "Mm, no like mm, no don't know (laughs) can
0: can i ask you like how you got to that point of like of of, like trusting that friendship and like believing that it was going to be
1: like a long lasting thing me or molly you dara um well we had like uh we had i was really so okay a little bit of context i was uh, I was really miserable doing my BFA at Ithaca. Yeah. Um, I think that theater school is a scam uh, in the United States. And um, uh, and we should all talk about how much of a scam it is. Um, <laughs> but it, it's like, it was really insular and miserable and whatever. And by the end of the year, uh, I had like started therapy, sort of. It like sort of taken the first step and I was like pretty unhappy and was having feelings and emotions that I wasn't recognizing in myself and it was really scaring me Mm. um and I not so much lashed out but I shut down really intensely um and I remember like we had this Molly and I had this conversation at the end of the year where I was like I don't think that I can live with you next year Um, and it was, like, a really, I was, like, very scared of having this conversation, Mm. um, and it was the first time that, like, I had had to, like, really be honest with a friend in that way, because, like, when you're living at home in high school, like, shit might go down, that's totally true, but you always, like, you always go home at Mm. the end of the day, you Mm. know, um, and, like, it was really the first time I had had to be, like, you know, here we go. And every other time that it happened, n- never to that extent. And also, like, the friendships would end. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm terrified. Uh, we need to have this conversation. It would have been a moot point anyway because Molly got the RA job and we wouldn't have been allowed to live together. Anyway, but but I was, like, in a bad spot. And I was like, I need to... Um, Be living alone, and like she, I didn't even bring it up. She was like, in the way that like Molly is just honest. uh, (laughs) She was like, uh, she was like, are we living together next year? And like, I'm a terrible liar. Um, Me too. And I was like, I was like, well, no. Are we living together next year? (laughs) Uh, I need to make plans for my life, Dara. And I was like. Um, uh, and after that conversation, you know, I wasn't, I still wasn't well, it wasn't really great, but as like, you know, we continued to be friends after that and like continued to, you know, love each other and trust each other. And I was like, Oh, honesty, Mm. a concept. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I think. I think like I think it was just time like I think I don't think there was a moment where I was like "Ah, yes (laughs) like I think it was like that the fact that like we had times that were tough like we had some shit that was like really rough for me and for Molly and like we we like talked it through and like got through it and like we learned how to like live with each other um Mm -hmm. and i think like for me that was like how i i was like oh okay like i can trust this person she's not gonna like run away if like something Mm -hmm. bad happens um yeah molly
2: yeah, Milo is just barking, so I muted. Him. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I want to meet Milo. Uh,
0: oh, he's the best well, and the worst. Yes.
2: Um, yeah, I think as like the other person, I think that it just took some time, um, and like that bond to grow too, and for us to spend more time together, um, and eventually, it just kind of was what it was. Um, I think that. It's interesting how, like, when you're younger, like, you kind of have, like, fights with your friends and stuff. And that still happens for people when they're older, too. But, like, Dara and I have never had a fight about anything. I think we had a disagreement over a boy freshman year, like, once. Wait. (laughs) Didi.
1: Oh, yes.
2: Like, for five minutes. And then we were like, oh, this is just how it is. I um,
1: totally forgot about that.
2: I'm not even I I, mean, The only reason that I remember it is because it was the only time that I was ever, like, really frustrated with you and had to, like, say something. Or, like, the only time where, like, we had, like, differing... Um, I
1: can't... This is some trauma fog right now. But
2: I oh, no. Any <laughs> of that. So, basically, I wanted to hang... I was, like, hanging out with this guy, and then Dara was, like, gonna go get lunch with him. And, like, I don't even know... I don't even really remember what happened but basically it was like oh okay no like the three of us can hang out and it's fine and then we like moved on with our lives and we literally have never had like a big like disagreement or fight or something and I think that what we have had is both of us going through really serious life changes and experiences Mm. and having to just kind of witness and like be along for the ride with the person and knowing that like you can't be there in some ways I think Mm. there was For me, at least, um, most of 2019, just when I was going through it um, and in a really rough spot, I know it was really hard for Dara to witness that because she loves me and um, she like couldn't be there in the ways that she wanted to. And like, I didn't even know what I needed at the time, but I think what I did need was just somebody to be there and Mm. she was and she didn't leave and she wasn't scared off by it um but also
1: didn't know about a lot of what was happening until after the fact
2: yeah which is so freaking telling of just my own shit is that like I (laughs) Dara is probably the person that I'm closest to in the world Mm -hmm. and I did not even I don't think I had the self-awareness to explain what was going on but I also like basically, like I had to get treatment for an eating disorder. And when yeah. I was really like going through it, like, I was so dishonest with myself about it. And mm. so afraid of like, people not believing me for various reasons, or, mm. um, you know, just wanting to, like, just have it be my own thing. And I didn't let people in even Dara. And I know that that was like, incre- I think it made it probably even more difficult when it really came to a head. Because then it was like, well, what do you mean your life is not shambles? <laughs> you know, like she knew something was <laughs> wrong, well, but she didn't know what. Mm. Um, yeah, I wasn't telling her, and I, I think I was better at lying than maybe I thought about it. Mm. Um, well, you were lying
1: crazy. to your, you were lying to yourself. It wasn't like you knew you were lying for yeah. a lot of it. Mm. Yeah. And, and I would also like to just, like, red pen underline the fact that I, like, was not, that didn't make me upset. Like, that wasn't, I wasn't angry at Molly for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think that, like, I don't think that the way that our friendship works is, like, um, like, that didn't feel dishonest. You know, like, if if, like, if you're going through something and you, like really don't feel like you can share it with anyone then like of course like it doesn't make any sense that like I would be the exception you know like I don't think either of us are precious about the friendship like oh like she didn't tell me oh my god that must mean that like she doesn't like me anymore Mm -hmm. like like and this is the part where it's not like it's not all about me you know like it's not like it's her shit, like, she's going Mm. through it, and, like, I have to help her with that, and, like, put some of my shit aside for a while, and, like, I know because it happened when, like, shit came back around to me this year, like, you know, like, we, that role is very fluid, and it's not just, like, oh, like, I have to, like, prioritize myself in this friendship always, you Mm. know, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i really just wanted to ask you about that um one just to like know more about you guys and your friendship but also because i have a friend that's going through something right now and um like i said before with like any mental illness or with like any struggle there there is that independent journey that people have to take and sometimes like they don't know what's going on sometimes it's like uh, they have to figure it out without your help and it's just been like hard for me because uh because I'm an empath because I was like I felt very close to this person for them to like leave they moved and now like we're not talking but I'm like Dara said I'm not mad at them I recognize that this is like an independent journey they need to take they needed to get out of where they were living because it wasn't good for them. Um, but it's been hard for me because I feel like there's nothing I can do, and I feel like in a way that that connection has been lost. But I know that it's not like a forever thing. I I know, and I'm I'm totally okay with them like doing things for themselves to get in a better mental state.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, going. Have through you said that, that right to
1: now, them? Have you said that to them?
2: Mm,
0: before they moved, I think there were some times when I would say, "Like it's okay that you don't know what's going on. Like I'm just, I'm just here for you." Um, I haven't reached out in a while. I don't think I've messaged them since like January. Um, just because for a while in the relationship I felt like it was always me reaching out Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so of all the things you read and everything it's like you just have to let them like come back to you um but it's also like I don't think this is about me like I'm not trying to say that in any way um
1: it's but kind I have
2: the kind of meeting point of like two different things. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, she's going through her thing.
1: Yeah.
2: And in your relationship, a lot of the time you are the one initiating contact or reaching out. So it's kind of this like, you know, layered experience of like, how do you support somebody and knowing the context of that relationship, if you were frequently the one reaching out, like, you know relationships do ebb and flow in that way but if the pattern is always you reaching out you do want that person to reach out to you and if they're going through something they might not necessarily do it
0: right yeah so I've come to a a a point of just like peace with it I think Mm -hmm. and there's like days where I I feel worse about it and days where I'm okay um but yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I think they were hiding it from themselves and therefore like they were hiding it for other, from other people too. So yeah, I mean, I know I'll always be there for them, even if I'm not texting them all the time. It's just like, yeah, I know they're going through it. Will I message them? I don't know.
1: Well, I don't I mean- know. Long distance is also hard. And especially if someone a long distance friendship, I should say. And and uh, especially if before they left there was some like unresolved shit in your relationship, then like long distance is especially hard because it gives you like a very convenient out. You yeah. know, like and like sometimes that out is necessary. Sometimes like mm. and it sounds like it sounds like it may not be such a bad thing that you guys are like taking a
0: little bit of a break. Yeah. I think so too, actually.
1: Yeah. But, Mm. but I think that like, you know, Molly and I haven't really lived in the same place for most of our friendship. Um, Mm. And it like, that can be really tough because like, I think like Molly was saying, like you, um, like you don't always, you can't always be there. In, in the ways that you want to be for that person. Right. Um, and that sounds sort of like a similar situation. I think Maybe it's a- weird
2: too, because you only see the part of their life that they show you. Whereas mm-hmm. when you're around somebody, they, you know, you see each other's ebbs and flows. And I think that's part of why I was able to hide a lot from Dara in 2019 was like, you know, I could present this like very narrow version of myself Um, which is also just, like, shitty, because it's not authentic, Um, and I think part of it is just the reality of, like, a long-distance friendship, is that, you know, they only really see parts of your life that you show them, Mm -hmm. um, and luckily, I think Dara, like, knows me well enough to know that it was bullshit, and, like, she would tell me that at the time, and I was like, yeah, it is, but I don't really know what's going on.
1: (laughs) Molly Um, has a saying. She says, that's a really great idea that I'm not (laughs) going to do.
0: But I was going to say, that's such a valid response, Molly, just to be like, I don't really know what's going on.
2: Yeah.
0: Like to not know. That's totally an okay response.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like really hard for a lot of people. And I notice it in my friends who are going through it right now. If like I asked to hang out, And they say like, oh, like maybe, yeah, I'll go back to you. And like, just, just say you don't, you don't want to hang out. Just like, just like the whole honesty thing. Or just say like, you don't know really how you're feeling right now. Like, I can't say yes or no. I don't know. I just like, the whole honesty thing is important. But I know it's, it's really hard to get to that point when you're going through shit.
2: And I feel like it's even extra complicated right now because it seems Mm. like, just with all of the isolation and everything I think is even more challenging. Whereas like, if you were seeing somebody, you know, and then you're able to be like, Oh, Hey, like, do you want to hang out next week or something that in person Mm. would be very different than the way they're figuring out, like, there's just all this weirdness. I mean, the world is like starting to open a little bit and like, we still need to be really careful. And then, Mm. um, you know, sometimes people just like don't have the energy to do anything other than survive but I think it's important to like communicate that when we can so that the other person knows what's going on and can have that security within themselves too
1: yeah it is a time of great forgiveness uh yeah
0: amen amen and with that we're at an hour
2: oh my goodness
0: oh my god that was wow yeah that was amazing it's a really important topic that needs to be talked about more yeah
2: -hmm. thanks for having us on yeah of course
0: i miss you guys and Dara. your hair oh my god i love it
1: thank you i am excited for it to grow out again oh yeah (laughs) it's uh it's uh it's uh it's uh we're learning we're learning to live with it we're learning to live with it it's fine it's i just want to do it once yeah i've done it it's done now i would like my curls back thank you that's how i felt i
0: didn't did you buzz
1: it i sort of it was pretty short it was pretty close to the okay
0: yeah i cut mine uh for as a pixie cut and then at some point over the months i cut it really really short i don't know i don't think i got it that short but i liked it i liked doing it and now i'm growing it out again yeah exactly <laughs> i'm
1: good thank you yeah. i've done this bucket list experience it's over right
0: but you look great and it'll look great growing up so you thank you. yeah yeah of course
1: okay guys
0: well i'm sure i'll talk to you two independently off the podcast because i miss the old faces
1: yeah yeah let's do it yeah. Feel free to reach out anytime i'm yeah. literally always around
0: okay Always. me too and just like FaceTime me out of the blue because I suck at texting <laughs> I'll
2: really? respond to
0: you because I haven't talked to you forever but yeah I like
2: blink and a month goes by and I'm like oh literally my god,
1: numbers,
0: no same oh my god so we're
1: practicing positive communication yes. you said to just FaceTime you so we're just gonna FaceTime you yes
0: alright guys this has been Anxious and Thriving and we'll see you on the next Wednesday's episode bye,
2: bye.